even coronavirus can't keep us apart. Because we love you so much. From all of us at Bashani Radio App, stay safe. Stay safe. Stay home. Stay home. And keep us blasting on your phones. Bashani Radio App. Always talking about everything. Download us free in the App Store. Boom! You heard? It's the Vinnie Randall Show. Vinnie Randall Show. It's the Vinnie Randall Show. Welcome to another edition of the Vinnie Randall Show. I'm your host, Vinnie Randall Jr., aka The Motivator. And this powerful show brings you conversations with today's stars and tomorrow's legends. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Come on. It's the That's right. Welcome to another edition of the Benny Randall Show. I'm your host, Benny Randall Jr., a.k.a. The Motivator, a.k.a. Billionaire Benny. And like always, it's another extraordinary show. But just in case you didn't know, you can download the free app in the App Store or the Android Store and join about three million people who are listening to these powerful shows right here on Bashani Radio app. All right. Or you can go to BashaniRadio.com if you ain't got no phone. But if you ain't got no phone, you all alone. All right. (laughs) You know how it is. You know where we broadcasting from, right? From New York City, globally around the world. And today is another extraordinary show, man. And, um, you know, I like when things kind of, you know, start the conversation. Today we got the extraordinary uh, Dante Lee. He's Dante Lee. He's an award-winning multicultural marketing and PR firm that owns a global portfolio of more than 15 premium web-based properties. Launched in the year 2000, the company now has offices in Ohio, California, Philippines, and Mexico. All right. He's doing his thing. He's known as the, the revenue doctor. That's Dante. He's a marketing genius a PR mastermind started his company in the year 2000 when he was just about 19 years old, man at 19. I think I was still chasing out the women. Yeah. That's what I was doing. I was getting in trouble just chasing out the women at that time. He's still a student attending Bowie state university 20 years later. And his company and personal name has flourished into a well-known, well-respected brand in the multicultural online marketing and I'm going to tell you, I can go on and on, but I'm going to bring you in this gentleman. His, some of his clients include Amazon, McDonald's, J.P. Morgan, Chase, Oprah Winfrey Network, uh, Tom Joyner, Bashani Radio, and everybody else. Let me tell you something. This brother's kicking it. But this is why I invited him here, because um, he wrote an article, and um, he, he made a lot of people unhappy with this article he may not think it but uh i know it, it it rubbed me in a different way i was like hold up is that the dante i know and i'm telling you he he went in mr dante lee how you doing welcome to the benny rando show Doing well bro thank you for having me on the show absolutely brother now you wrote this article it says black people are not sellouts just because they sold their companies okay before you start let me ask you what was you smoking this morning <laughs> well, first of all, I wrote it last night, but <laughs> um, I, I wanted I wanted to I wanted to start things up a little bit because I knew it was a conversation that needed to be had, and secondly, I saw some inconsistencies in who was being labeled a sellout and who was not being labeled a sellout. So it's not really a new thing that Black people have been selling their companies, but I just noticed that some people were just immediately being thrown in the garbage and others were still, you know, or getting canceled, being part of what, what they call cancel culture. And others were just being allowed to do it with no shame at all. So I just wanted to put it on the table and hear everybody. Well, let, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you why I didn't agree, uh, Dante, because 
how many grocery stores are owned in your neighborhood by people that look like us? How many restaurants are owned in your neighborhood that looks like us? Name me a neighborhood that has more than 50% of the business owners that are black or, or brown that look like us. Go ahead. I'm going to wait. Here's the thing. I'm not against black ownership. I encourage that. Mm-hmm. I encourage black people to own their company. But my point is, I don't think we should label somebody a sellout if they choose to sell their company, especially if that was their goal all along. And there's another side of that. I'll give you, and I'll give you a specific example. Some successful black entrepreneurs have sold their companies, took the revenue that they made, and went and started 10 or 20 other companies. But people don't even care about the other side of that. I'll give you an example. Bob Johnson did that. Bob Johnson sold BET. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. He sold it to Viacom in 2001 for $3 billion. He's probably the, the main one that people call a sellout. But what people choose to ignore about Bob Johnson is that he took that money and went and started auto dealerships. He's got black-owned hotels. He's got black-owned fashion brands. He owns streaming channels. He even owns part of an NBA team, if not the whole thing, the Charlotte Hornets. Okay, so so here's... I understand that point where you're going from, uh, Dante, but I want you to understand where the point I'm coming from. And then some of this, other, and we're going to read some of these comments on that because I thought it was hilarious, um, you know, of people that was coming back at you. But here, here's my broader view of it. I totally understand that breakdown, what you just said. Maybe the word sellout itself, there could be a different terminology for it, but I, you know how it is. You know, if we keep it at 100, you know, that's just what we say as black and brown people. You know what I mean? If if you ain't rolling like we rolling, you selling out, all right? Because you're going somewhere it's else. It's called cancel. You get canceled. Like that. Basically, cancel culture. That That's the, the new word for it. But here here's the broader thing here. I totally understand what you're saying, but here's why I don't agree. Because... A lot of the companies, you remember, Dante, nobody is offering you $20 million or $100 million unless they can double or triple that amount. Do you agree or not? It depends. Uh-uh, uh-uh, no, uh-uh, Dante, uh-uh. Ain't no depends here. Ain't nobody wearing no depends. I'm just asking you a direct question. My question was, no one is want to offer you 30 million, 40 million, 50 million, unless they can double. Is that a true statement or not? Nobody buys no. companies so they can make less money. True. But remember that nothing's definite. So these, these companies may believe that they could do that. And let me give you an example. Let me, let me just interrupt your point for a quick second. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very genius that Russell Simmons sold fat farm in 2004. Why? Because fashion changes quickly. And stuff goes out of style. He sold that company off. Where's Fat Farm off now? Where, where's Fat Farm? Well, off? that I can agree. But you know what? But here, here's the problem with some of that too, Dante. A lot of times, these other companies will buy companies just to shut them down, so that they can take that audience and use that audience for their brand. Here's an example. As you hear less and less about Beats, you hear more and more about Apple's new technology. Well, it ain't new technology. It's the Beats technology, but they're taking that branding off and putting their own brand. So therefore, now it gets lost that, okay, that was a black and brown company prior to it getting there. Do you, do you understand the long picture here? I can agree with that if that is the intention. With that, I, I can understand why there will be some controversy there. Because, yeah, you're eliminating the, the history of the brand. You're, you're eliminating the fact that it was a black-owned brand. But that's not typical. That's not, that's not typically what's done when a black-owned company. I mean, when, black, when BET was bought out, when TV1 was bought out, Oprah sold her shares of own the Discovery. They kept it the same. And, and even Essence at one point was sold to a non-black-owned company. It remained essence. It remained dedicated to black women. Fortunately, it's back in the hands of, of a black entrepreneur, which is a good thing. I'm, again, I'm not against black people keeping their businesses. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, 
you got to, it is just that. It's a business. And well, 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 hold on, Dante. I know you're not against black people keeping their businesses, but I, I guess here's the long game. And we're going to get to some of these uh, comments, too, because they were going off on you, bro. And I was like, I was just <laughs> laughing. I was screaming and everything on there. You know what I mean? But but he, he, here's the, the bigger picture here, uh, uh, Dante. When we sell something, we are also selling that history of it. We are selling that originality of it. And then a lot of times, you know, people coming in, especially younger people, they don't even know that half of this stuff was started by people that look like them, you know, the light bulbs and a lot of those things that people don't know because all the rights have been taken away and it has been changed. For instance, think about Death Row now. Now, Death Row Records had some of the most greatest artists you know in music that they had and now it's owned by a toy company okay Hasbro, now right? now exactly now do you think that somehow they're gonna you know keep it no they're gonna milk it into whatever they can milk it for but they don't really care about you know the history of that brand and also i can promise you they are not putting profits back into where you know, that community or something like that. So here's the long game before we get on some of these comments here is, is, is very simple. If we keep selling everything, what do we own? You see what I'm saying? If how many black neighborhoods, hold up Dante, how many black neighborhoods think about this? How many black neighborhoods are owned and run by black and brown people? More than 50% of the entrepreneurs in there, because you know why those companies are owned by people that don't live in that neighborhood. So therefore that neighborhood doesn't really benefit if all the funds and the money are going to these major companies and these other companies that then take that money to other places. And only if you've, you know, created some wealth like you and myself that, you know, we can get up and, you know, move there, but most people have to remain in those communities. And therefore, if you don't have enough black and brown people investing in the neighborhood that service them from everything from hair, nails, groceries, utilities, everything's for sale. And you know that. And why don't we own any, why there's no black owned major utility companies? Why is there no black owned football teams it's all the black people that was on that are on there why is this always locked out and i think that's the bigger picture right there and maybe the word sellout might be the wrong terminology uh for it but they selling something okay let me respond let me find what you're saying you're making good points but here's here's where i'm coming from one it's not like it's not like it's every single day that black owned companies are getting brought out this is actually something that really rarely happens and it usually happens at a way higher level with celebrities who are running multi-million or multi-billion dollar companies but here's my thing if your company is going under and a buyer comes along to save the day maybe he can save the company because of his resources i don't believe that you should keep the company and go down with it bury yourself in debt and, and let it be a disaster when you could have sold it. Now, yes, absolutely. If okay. You can keep that company afloat. I agree. I agree with that point. That's just. I agree with that point, uh, Dante. Because basically, you're just saying, you know, you know, give yourself an exit clause. If it ain't working, then if somebody want to come along and get it before it sinks, I can understand that. But what I'm talking about is in. Case, go ahead. Let me just chime in on that real quick. That, that was the case with, with Barry Gordy. He sold Motown Records in 1988 for that very reason, because the label was going under. And whoever, uh, I think it was MCA who bought it and Boston Ventures who bought that, they were able to sustain the record label a little bit longer. That's when, because Boys to Men was signed to Motown Records and, uh, and also BBD and, and ABC in the 1990s, and that sustained the record level a little bit. But I'm just saying, he was he was ultimately selling a sinking ship. So yes, Motown, you, know, you talk about history and impact on the community, something that our young people can look back on. Motown is that. But mm. in so, that scenario, I feel like he had every right to sell it because it was a sinking ship and it, it had already uh, run its course. And he himself was an older man. I think he was in his 70s. Barry Gordy's like in his 90s now. So... 
to me, yeah, he sold it, but that I don't think we should label him a sellout for that. I okay, that see, I can understand the scenario. People who are not in business may not understand that scenario. If you've gotten much older and you don't have nobody to pass it to, it only makes sense to sell it, you know. But but it, let me ask you this question before we get to some of these interesting comments about uh, okay. your article. Um, how many big Fortune five hundred uh, major companies? selling their companies to black people okay I'll, I'll, I'll wait I'll wait hold on I'm gonna wait zero, 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 zero. oh zero. Oh, okay and why why do you think that is I don't know I mean I think it's first of all I mean uh, one question to answer that question would be like are there black are there buyers out there are there black of course there's there buyers out there you don't think we got enough money around here that's floating around I mean we got money we are excellent consumers but my point is they are not taking those same big what's in the last what when was the last big utility company that sold to a black investor? Bro, Byron oh. Allen bought the Weather Channel. That's my example right there. Huh? Byron Allen bought the Weather Channel. Yeah, he bought the the Weather Channel, but there's a story behind that, so that's even deeper. He had to have some help from some people outside of the black and brown community to make that happen. And even when he got it, you know, then the advertiser started to leave according to him. You know, he made the, uh, in, in one of his interviews, he said that um, it, 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 he was amazed at how, you know, he has some of the most popular court shows. You know what I mean? Um, he doesn't own Judge Judy though, but, um, they will advertise on Judge Judy all day long, but they won't advertise on the, the shows he own. Okay, so there's something going on there. We know what it is, but you know what I'm saying. Well, yeah. yeah right? That's an unfortunate element of this, the history of, and what this country was, was built on. I mean, that's, racism is always going to be an element. It's always going to be tied up in there somewhere. Exactly. I mean, my, point, my point is, Yes, I encourage you. You're absolutely right what you're saying. Like, they're definitely, and I think we're seeing it more now than ever. I mean, especially since, mm-hmm. since this pandemic started and, and the unfortunate incident with George Floyd, we are seeing black businesses explode. And I encourage that. And I encourage people to own their, their companies and to continue owning them. And keep them, Dante. Keep them. That's, that's why this conversation is happening right now. It, we're starting, we're creating it, but we're not keeping them. And if we don't keep them, you can't have power. And I'm going to go back to this point. You cannot have power over a community if you are not economically in control of that community. You understand what I'm saying? You just can't have power. But why do we assume that because somebody sold their company that they're done? These a lot of people sell their companies and start another one. Some of them start ten other ones. I don't think I don't think that's the assumption, and I don't think that's why the people came at you, you know, in that way. I think the point is they're saying it keeps happening again, again, and again. And you know, yeah, we can go find a a, a black barber, but when I want to go find a, a black grocery store, or I want to go find a black utility company, a black and brown utility company, or you know, when I want to go find a black or brown energy company, um, phone company, you know. Those things are very hard to find, and it's not that we're not capable of owning those type of companies. It's that we get it to a certain level. We give it to somebody else, and then they take it on and change the whole history of it. On top of that, you come back, and you you got you got your relatives and relatives after that, you know, servicing in a, a company that was started by you, and they don't even know that was the fact. I, th- I think that's the bigger story here. Do you understand why the people are a little heated at you? I got it. I got it. Everybody ain't heated at me, though. You should say that. Man, all right, all right. We're going to just, we're going to flow this right now. Here, we're going to do it like he said, everybody. Let me read some of the comments on your article. Uh, LP Martinez said, I'm truly on the fence of this one. I swing both ways in the conversation. When Jay Z sells his company, I really don't care. But when Swiss, Swiss and Tim sold verse, I was livid. So damn mad, I unfollowed all of the parties and vowed that I'll never watch it again. Today I'm upset because I missed yesterday's, but that's how much I was in my feelings about it. I believe it for me the difference between Jay-Z selling his company and verse uh, uh, versus 
being sold is I'm not vested in anything. Jay-Z does. I'm not vested in verses. And I felt by selling it, it would be watered down and whitewashed. I'm not happy about it at all. What do you got to say to LP, LP Martino? I mean, so she's, she, it's interesting that she says she's sitting on the fence. I mean, and, this, and, and, this, and I understand that. And that's why I feel like this issue is kind of split because it's like when some people do it, they are immediately labeled a sellout. Bob Johnson was immediately labeled a sellout. Jay-Z was recently labeled a sellout by some people, not everybody, because he sold uh, his platform title, the streaming platform. But people forget that Jay-Z also sold his Rockaway fashion brand. And nobody called him a, a sellout then. Nobody called P. Diddy a sellout when he sold Shanja. Nobody called Russell Simmons a sellout when he sold Fat Farm. But it's like, it's, it's like it depends. It's, it's like it's not even consistent. It's not even consistent. But to me, and she says that uh, it would be watered. She feels like it might be watered down and whitewashed. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, well, you know that a lot of times, it, you know, it gets changed or it gets thrown in one way or the other way. And usually when it comes to our type of content that's created for us, when we're not in control, it's usually some drama based reality. You know, like, you know, I'm going to throw my wine glass at you uh, because you made me mad on TV and I'm going to pull your weave out. You know what? Like, it, come on, you know what that means, yeah, bro. That's... Stop playing. Yeah, and I'm not for that. I'm not for that at all. All right. Um. Uh. Z D. Uh. Rusi. Man, they got some interesting names here. Um. I kind of disagree. They've all been sold to white-owned companies. Everything we create either has gotten taken, still getting taken in music, or sold to white-owned companies. These white-owned companies use their profits to invest back into their own people's needs, interests, or investments back into the system of racism, white supremacy, and what is our people left with? Bad enough, we barely have small businesses. 95% of B.O.B. are sole proprietorships. I guess black-owned business, what she was That's saying. That's true. Well, hold on, hold on. Let them finish their thought, and then you can comment. Let alone medium or large, it's like, those one percenters amongst us don't have a shred of clue. Your your response, sir. Okay. My response, it is very true that most black-owned businesses, like you said, 95% or more of black-owned businesses are sole proprietorships. But that is not because of black people selling their business to white-owned businesses. Again, this is something that rarely happens. It's not every day that a black-owned business is trying to be by white-owned business. I mean, so so why, why are 95% of them sole proprietorships then, Mr. Dante? Well, we know that we know that that's related to the economic hardships that black people have to deal with and uh, being underprivileged and living in underprivileged communities, which I think a lot of that is a lot of that could change based on a lot of these new commitments on diversity and inclusion that a lot of people have uh, since ever since George Floyd unfortunately got got murdered by a police officer but like here's here's another thing i want to emphasize okay jeff bezos said this can we can we talk about jeff bezos we can talk about whoever you want it's only me you and about three million listeners okay <laughs> jeff bezos told his employees one day jeff bezos told his employees uh-huh. one day, amazon will fail jeff bezos predicted that his own, the own demise of his own company. Why did he say that? What was he talking about? He was making a reference to the fact that the lifeline of a company is only 100, 150 years or less. Companies typically don't last forever. For example, what, what that got to do with up. black people selling their companies to white owned? Please bring it back home because you show lost me. I'm going to hit the home run. All right. You think if you think so, we're saying you're saying keep the business, keep the business, our community, pass it down, pass it down, pass it down. I'm telling you, the lifeline of even the most successful businesses is only 100, 150 years. So you look at companies like Coca-Cola, which was founded in the 1890s, or look at companies like Levi, that was founded in 1850. There's a couple of others like Wrangler, founded in 1904. These are some of the only brands that still exist now and that are still big now that were around 100, 150 years ago. 
to me, if you build a conglomerate, if you build an empire, that idea of keeping it so that you can pass it down for generations and generations and generations is unrealistic because the lifeline of a company never lasts that long anyway. So if you have the opportunity to cash in when you're at your peak and you want to do that, go for it. And then use that money to build other companies that can flourish in your community. Dante, I think you're missing a point here, bro. I know you're good and stuff like that, but I think you're missing the point. You stated that earlier. I think most people will agree with you on that point, but I think you're missing the point why these people are coming at you in this interest, why the listeners are like that. They're coming at you because they're they're talking about not only just selling a company, but, you know, us in the driver's seat instead of always being in the passenger seat, you know, or outside of the car, period. As a consumer, how is it that you can have a business and sell it, and all of a sudden you've now gone from the driver's seat to the passenger seat? Well, because here's what happens sometimes. Just like even with um um Russell Simmons, let's go back to that. When they bought the company, they kept him on as you know the person that was you know directing the interest of it, and then they slowly had him disappear. You know, so they took him from the driver's seat to the passenger seat, and then they kicked his his butt out the car. You understand what I'm saying? I understand that's a process. And speaking of that, let's go to Super Mario. Super Mario says, interesting. Which are the white-owned companies selling out the black business owners? And then Marquetta Pope said, Super Mario, bam, is this what's happening often and announced often, then there would be a whole different perspective. Okay, respond to Super Mario. Which, and I we already covered this right now, but, you know, since he, he made this comment. Yeah. You won the weather channel, but that's not even enough. I mean, come on, bro. Come on, come on, bro. Come on, Dante. Stop playing, man. I'm not in disagreement with that. I'm not in disagreement with that. I'm just saying this. But do you understand what Super Mario said? Why is his name Super Mario? He couldn't come up with a better name. Anyway, um, (laughs) believe me, I understand both sides of it. I, I get it. I get it. But look at what Ken Brooks said. She said, This is true. It's a business move, and many go on to build bigger, greater businesses after after they parlay that cash and they still have the opportunity to leave generational wealth as their future heirs. And they now have the capital to start their own businesses as well. Who said that? I mean, look at the comments. I'm looking at the comments. I don't see that when you made that up. Kim Brooks. Kim Brooks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well for you to get to Kim Brooks, you had to pass a lot of other ones. Why you skip those? Oh, you just wanted, you just wanted to get to a comment that agreed with you. Is that what you're trying to say? Is that where you're going with this? Is that what you was looking for? Okay, well, Kelly said, well, Kelly said, but everyone else owns the damn utilities, manufacturing and raw materials of this world because don't want to keep a legacy and true dynamics. It's for a quick buck. You know, you wrong. I know about Beatrice Foods and so many other stories you have not told. We're, We're black owned entire industries in the past. Are you aware? What, what is your thing to Kelly? What's your response? I'm going to go back to the same point that I made earlier. <laughs> when you get to that peak and you're getting that top offer, it's ty- here's my thing. It's entirely up to you. I'm not saying that a person should not keep their company. I'm just saying that if a person wants to sell their company, it is their company. It was their idea. They were the ones who put the blood, sweat, and tears in it. If they want to cash in and retire, we should let them do that. They should be able to do that. When white people sell their companies, nobody ever criticizes them. Yeah, but they—they, uh, they, I ain't never hold, I ain't never heard white people selling their companies to Pookie. What I'm saying is that they—they they when they get to that point where they're getting that top offer, they, they sell it to another white-owned entrepreneur, 
and they keep it going on. Can we say that black people are making them offers? I I mean, can we really say that? Yes. I I mean, why why couldn't we say that? We don't know how, you know, when sometimes the offers are, are, sometimes they'll they'll put it on sale to us for one price and put it on sale to somebody else for another price. Mr. Kelly said, Mr. Kelly, Mr. Kelly, I understand what you're saying, but Dante is a good person. We're having a great conversation. But Mr. Kelly said, you should be enemy number one for encouraging blacks not to own their own for uh, U.S. dollars that you aren't worth. That's what Mr. Kelly said. All right. Mary Matthew (laughs) says, the object of having a business so you can sell it and create generational wealth. It is not to continue working it. Now, to me, I don't even fully agree with what he said. I agree with the first part. Mm -hmm. Yes. Sell your business, create general wealth. You can sell one business and start 10 businesses. That's, That's what I'm saying. You can start... You go from having one black-owned business to having 10 black-owned businesses. You go from employing maybe 100 black people to employing 1,000 black people. But when he says it is not to continue working, okay, I'm not – to me, if you're unless – you, unless you're looking to retire, which I don't see how that's wrong, I don't think that's necessarily a reason to sell your company. But, again, I'm going to go back to the fact that, bro, this is a fact. What what about the ones that are not willing that are getting ready to retire? They're just doing it because it was quick money. And let me ask you something. You never answered my question too earlier, Dante, and I'm gonna just hold you to the fire for this. If I offer you a hundred million dollars for your company, do you think I'm offering you that because I don't believe I can make more money off it, or I'm just offering it just because? You know, I, I I love you. Come on, bro. That's not the question you asked. You changed the question up. The question <laughs> you asked earlier <laughs> was... Can you answer true. the present question that I have on this microphone, please? <laughs> yes. Uh, obviously, if anybody's buying the company, they obviously would have to believe that they're going to make more from that. But that might not necessarily happen, bro. That might not necessarily happen. Because I can tell you, it didn't happen when, when Russell Simmons sold Fat Farm. And, and, and it didn't happen when Jay-Z sold Rockaway because you don't even hear about them brands. Yeah, anymore. that is. But because a lot of times people want to shut them down or change the name. So let me ask you something. So why would people offer people that money if they don't think they can make it grow? What What's the purpose no, of the, the companies offering money? I believe that they did think that they could make it more money. Mm-hmm. I believe that they became unsuccessful. But to your point, I will say this. Obviously, if if um, if you have a company that's empowering the black community and you knowingly sell it to somebody who just wants to destroy it so that they can replace it or get rid of you or get you out of the way, then, yeah, then I wouldn't be in agreement with that. That that might be a cause for calling you a sellout. Yeah, because people buy people buy companies all the time to shut them down just so they can get you out the way. Um, Here's a comment that agrees with you. I'll read one of the that agree with you. Natasha Brown, she says, I love verse versus the verses, but will verses really be as popular post-COVID? I don't know. I think it's hot right now because people are still home for the most part. Selling why it's still worth something, is that smart or no? I, I think she's going to your point right then. You know, like, you know, if you know your company is going down and, and, and I, I want to be clear on the record, Dante, I totally agree. If you see your company going down and you can cash out and get out of there. I mean, people do it all the time with, with their homes, right? Their home be right. almost upside down or they can't, they can't afford it. And then they'll, they'll, you know, they'll do a short sale or something like that. So they can at least break even and get out. Why, you know, before, they see what's going on with the neighborhood or maybe their financials are not up to par. And so they need to get out, you know, before the whole ship sinks. You understand? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, think about I mean, we like, do we ever really know the whole story? Do we ever really know all the circumstances? Like we just jump to the gun and be like, so-and-so is a sellout. He sold his company. And it's like, do we even know how much debt he had? Like, do we ever do we even know what nobody knows? But then, it, but then you you, you got to put that point on your comment, too. And on your article, do you really know why they did that? Do you really know was the reason why you said they did that? They did that. You see what I'm saying? That can go both ways. The, the point, I think that the, 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 the greater conversation here, 
I think the greater conversation is what can we do? All right, you know what that's like? I'm going to throw it right at you right now. That's like you selling black PR to to Becky. <laughs> Tell me how that's going to go down. I wouldn't sell it. I, would, I wouldn't. I would not sell my company. I have no interest in selling my company. Oh, why you wouldn't sell? What What if your company wasn't making as much money as it was making, and it was starting to sink and go down? Oh, you wouldn't well, sell it to somebody. If if I would, I would approach black buyers first and give them a chance. Absolutely. Okay, so, so you you so so should we be creating a black buyers clause? <laughs> Somebody said that in the comments. Somebody said that in the comments that instead of us complaining about white companies, because think about it, you have a lot of black millionaires and billionaires out there. Look at all these athletes with all these money, with right. all this money. Which which I'll say this. What are they doing uh, with it? They need to do the right thing with it. But you know what? I forgot his name. But a former NBA player was the one who stepped up and bought Ebony magazine. Right. When they won, mm -hmm. which I thought was commendable. I'm not against. I'm not against that at all. But I mean, my thing was. If he didn't step up and they were forced to sell it to a white owned company because. No, uh uh. Hold up. Wasn't Ebony sold to a white owned company and then sold back to a black owned company? Didn't right, Ebony right. go? Yeah, yes. That's how it went. And because I guess the white people didn't want it no more, so they was okay selling it back. I guess the same thing, I guess, happened in Essence Magazine because it was definitely white-owned. and then It, now it went back, right, because um, I think Byron Allen made a perfect example when he said they would go over and give uh, 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 a magazine like Black Enterprise 15000 for an ad, but then they'll go and give Vogue $250,000 for an ad. Wow, that's crazy. Right. And he yeah. said, and when he said that, it was like, it basically, it made a lot of sense because if you if you can really give $250,000 for an, an ad, then you're helping that company. They don't have to get as much advertising as we would if we're getting only 15000 You understand what I'm saying? To keep, you know, the payroll running, to keep the, the company writing great articles and things like that. And when he said that, I was like, yo, that was pretty powerful. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is. It's very powerful. And I'm not being tone deaf about this. I'm just looking at this from both sides of the fence as a black person and also as an entrepreneur. And I think it's easy. Mostly, I, I feel like most of the people, and I know you're a successful entrepreneur, so, this, so you don't count. But most of the people I feel that will be the first to call somebody a, a, a sellout are people who don't even have a business, don't even understand business, and don't even understand what it takes to build and keep a business afloat. I would I would agree with that. A lot of times, you know, the dog that's screaming the loudest is the weakest. You know what I mean? As they say, those ain't gone. Um, but I am for I am for black ownership. I am not against black people, but I just don't think we should cancel them just because they sold their company, especially when we don't even take the time to see what they did with the money they made. I mean, like, Bob Johnson, number one. I mean, I, and I keep bringing him up because the reason why I keep bringing Bob Johnson up is because he's the only one who's really publicized what he did with the money. So, like, when Barry Gordy sold Motown, he didn't start any other company, or if he did, he didn't mention, he didn't publicize it. But you can go to rljentertainment.com right now and see all the stuff that Bob Johnson did with that $3 billion. And to me... What he did with that is way bigger than what BET ever was. Mm -hmm. but like, there's always a, an example. I, I can agree with that. And I'm totally with you on that. I think this is just a needed conversation. Some of these people got some weird names, but I'm going to just go. I'm going to just call him DM Bonds. He says broke. I don't know if a he, she, it looked like a he. Um, broke folk usually say dumb stuff like that. However, it is very hard for black folk to actually support black owned businesses. Sometimes they have no other choice but to sell. I can go deeper, but that's another topic. Let's let's go to that topic right there. Uh, black owned businesses not being supported like they support every other owned businesses that are not that are non black. Do you think uh, that's part of the bigger problem here? No, it's why they can't why black companies can't go up to the levels where they don't have to sell. Because they're not being supported by their own people. 
No, I don't agree with that at all. I don't agree with that comment at all. Speak um, on it then. I've seen, especially in the last year or so, but I mean, even before that, um, black people have been very supportive of one another. And uh, black-owned businesses have been flourishing for that reason. Um, and to me, that, that doesn't even make sense. That What does that have to do with... I mean, first of all, if you're not... If you built a black brand and you're not getting your own community mm-hmm. supported, then you're probably not going to be successful and nobody's looking to buy you out anyway. So I'm not sure exactly what you <laughs> said that. <laughs> I mean, these brands... We're talking about... We're talking about brands that are well supported. So versus was it, is a well remember that's just new. They just created that last year. Right, right, exactly. I don't I think they just they just turned one years old. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, but was, but let me ask you something. Let, let's talk real talk here though. What Trilla is doing for them, you don't think they could have did it on their own? They had already grown the audience. In fact, once they got on Trilla, um, it became the number four app in the app store from, it was all the way down. Wow. It was not, it became the number one, just, just from that last uh, event that they had with the Isley brothers and Ron Isley, it took the Trilla app up to number four in the app store. That's a lot of movement. I have man. to be honest, bro. It, maybe it's because you're, you're in the, you're more familiar with radio and streaming and broadcasting. I never heard of Trilla until they bought. Until uh, they bought. Brother. Yep, I I was aware of it, but I wasn't paying it no attention because they wasn't doing nothing. Right. And then they went out and said, "Well, you know, because they're they're like a video platform, you know, for people to you know show their music videos and things like that." But they just they wasn't getting that attention like an Instagram or a TikTok. You know what I mean? So they had okay. to make some type of move that would get them attention. What better way to get attention when you already got? somebody who's getting like millions of followers on a regular uh on a battle you know what i mean and you got some of the greatest groups you just go in there and be like i don't know what y'all doing but i want to buy it and they make it happen and like you said you didn't even know about them until they made that move you know what i mean correct yep and i mean and and look at what just happened this this week i mean they probably have one of the biggest shows that they've had in the history of verses. And I thought it was smart that they were able to get Steve Harvey to come and host it. It was Earth, Wind & Fire versus the Isis Brothers. Um, I, I didn't even see it, but I saw clips of it, and I've seen people talking about it on social media, and it seemed to be very successful. So, like, I, I again, I, I think it's about... Um, I think it's about using discernment because, yes, there are some white companies that will come along and try to whitewash what you're doing. And then there's other companies that will come along and they just want to give it a bigger platform. And so far, anyways, I mean, it hasn't been but a week or two, but I'll say so far, that seems to be like what Chill is doing with, with Versus. And if they were smart, they would continue to do that. I mean, they would continue to, to let black people uh, control it, let black people run it, and let it be about black people and showing black people. In a what do you mean, life. let black people? What What do you mean by that? Let black people? Why we got? Why somebody got to let us do something? We just do it, damn it. Well, we don't own it anymore, right? Well, we don't own it no more because that's the reason why we're having this conversation, isn't that right, Dante? That's the reason why you wrote that article, isn't that Dante? <laughs> correct, correct. Uh, can't, Candace said something real. They're trying to minimize their risk as entrepreneurs. They're probably thinking the same thing of that that comment we just read. Like, is this really going to last? Like, what's this going to be like after mm-hmm. the pandemic? You know what? They're making us a huge offer. Let's take it. Let's let's cash in now because later on, this may crumble. And they definitely they definitely going to milk it. They definitely going to milk it. Um, um, Candace made a good point. I will read that when it says, "I would actually like the article to have been a bit longer because there's so much to unpack here." Many of the ones complaining are the same ones who ridicule or blast black businesses online, whether through joking or upset about something they did or didn't do. Their version of support, bottom line, it's a business, and no one has the right to dictate how you handle yours. The same way corporate America doesn't truly care about its workers, cancel culture doesn't give a flip about folk. They'll be left stressed, broken, and depressed trying to take care of everyone, which isn't their responsibility, while peoples move into the next shiny thing. 
great article, and I see you recognized it because you said, and I. Thank you, Candace. <laughs> I love you, Candace. <laughs> how much? How, how much you pay, Candace, for that? Because it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Candid, um, you you responded thanks to all your your input. You're right; the article could have been longer. It's deep topic, and you didn't want to overwhelm the readers. Don't worry; there'll be a part two. Well, guess what, Candace? This is part two right here on the audio right here. That's why we talk about it. You know what I mean? So <laughs> if you right, so it. Really, what I was trying to emphasize, honestly, for this particular piece was just the inconsistency. Okay. Because there's so many layers of this. There's so many layers of this topic. I was just trying to say, how come we were so hard on Bob Johnson, but even with Timberland and Swiss Beats, not, not, I wouldn't even say most people are calling them sellouts. I've just seen a few people saying that. But most people tend to be happy for them that they were able to make that sale. And then when Jay-Z sold title. Everybody applauded that. I think Rihanna got a, got a little bit. I think um, Beyonce got a little bit. And, and some of the other artists that won title, they all got a piece of the pie. But I'm just thinking like, okay, so what's the difference between that and Bob Johnson selling BET? Or what about when, um, oh man, what's her name? She's, she's my client. Who, what's the lady name that founded um, Carol's Daughter? Oh, I don't know. I know who you're talking about, though, because I've seen your article saying that she was your client and you don't know her name right now. Lisa Price. Lisa Price. <laughs> she's, my, she's my client. Uh, go ahead. A lot of people don't even know this, but I mean, it, it kind of happened. People knew about it and then it kind of happened and disappeared real fast. But she sold Carol's daughter. That's one of the, that was one of the biggest right. black-owned. Yeah, but well, I, when she sold Carol's daughter, I don't think she had a choice at that time because they they were not getting the distribution that they needed to be on par with what the max and uh you know these other companies that had had really had all that shelf space locked down and didn't well, they get a lot didn't they get a lot of investments from celebrities this is my very point she sold the company because it was the smartest business move the smartest business decision to make at the time now, she revealed, we, we knew a lot about her. Because, uh-huh. yeah, she publicized who was investing, and she publicized how well the company was doing. Not every entrepreneur does that. Sometimes you just wake up one day, and it's like, yo, I sold it. Well, that's what Jay-Z did, right? Yeah, and, and why are we so quick to judge him? Like, how do we, we don't even know the financials. Like, what if the financials was terrible? What if, what if it was just literally a crashing you know, something crashing into the ground, and he got rid of it. He, he pulled the parachute. Which has been your defense this whole conversation, which we got that point. Um, I think it's just the bigger – you know, I think sometimes when we see, you know, a culture, we see things that are built by us. We we, we tend to take ownership in our own minds of stuff, if that makes sense. Like, you know, oh, that's owned by black. So like Jet Magazine, you know what I mean? We took ownership of that, especially the Jet Beauty of the Month. You know what I mean? I had all of those on every wall. You know what I mean? I had if I if I didn't read nothing else in the issue, I had the Jet Beauty on my wall because, you know, that, that I was part of like the ownership of it because it was a beautiful black woman. And here she is. And who's next for next month, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, it became personal. You know what I mean? Here's a great. Here's Jet a great. Go ahead, go ahead, Dante. Jet Magazine, Jet Magazine is is very, very. I mean, that's it's Jet classic. Magazine, Magazine, Black Enterprise, yeah, all that stuff is very, very important to our history and our culture. But like, this kind of brings me to my point earlier. Where is Jet Magazine now, and why didn't any of these black millionaires or billionaires step up to save it when it went when it was going under? That's a million dollar question. Why do you think it? What what happened? Why didn't that happen? And why didn't they come? Why didn't they come to you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> hey, hey, Dante. Here's a good one right here. Um, his name is Wendell Floyd Chapman the third. Man, I I just like the brother name, man. You know what I mean? He says black multimillionaires and billionaires aren't sellouts for selling their business. It's more so the lack of rebuilding and opportunities, education, etc. They do not pour back into our communities. It's not about telling them what to do with their money. Most of them didn't become rich and famous on their own. It was it was off the backs of people they do not give back to. 
Let's do simple math. If one million of our multimillionaires, about five billionaires contributed $300,000 per year for just five years, that would be over $1.5 trillion. That could do amazing things in our community. It doesn't have to come from cash. We could utilize credit. It has been done time and time again, which is why other groups of people own just about everything. Your response to Mr. Wendell Floyd Chapman III. I just like saying his name. Go ahead. <laughs> so he said a lot, and, and I agree with, I mean, I agree. I especially agree with the first part of what he said. I think that's very true. He's saying that uh, you're only a sellout if you sold your business and you didn't use that. So he's saying you're a sellout if you built your business on the back of black people. Then you made your billions and then you disappeared. Then you're a sellout. And I would probably agree with that. I, w- I would say that you should have uh, the responsibility to, if you built your company off your community and you sold it for billions or hundreds of millions or whatever it may be, that absolutely you are obligated to come back and invest in the community. Mm. And that was very, very powerful. And and I like his last point about the simple math. Honestly, if we learn how to pull our money together and go after the the distribution chains of things. You know what I mean? Just like one of the biggest one of the biggest things that music had a problem with is that they were not controlling the distribution of it. So those who controlled the distribution of it had the power. And that power was not owned by the musicians and those who the black and brown musicians. It's that power just not owned by them. And so, therefore, you have to give in to what they feel, how it should operate. Some people who may not even have an interest in the music other than it makes money. You know what I mean? Um, Think about the movie, the movie industry. We don't distribute the movies that uh, make millions and billions of dollars. You know what I mean? We don't distribute the food that goes to grocery stores from around the country. We don't distribute the utilities that go from, you know, in all these homes. We don't distribute the phone companies and the, you know, these major or things that we use on a regular. We don't distribute those. So there's a big gap in that distribution channel in hair products that's owned by other cultures that don't even use the products themselves because they have managed to uh, conquer the distribution chains of the hair products so that they can sell it to who they choose to sell it to, which usually somebody that looks like them. And we, we remain the consumers of that product that they don't even use. Do you agree or you that disagree? I agree with that. Right. So I'm for more black ownership when it comes to distribution. That's absolutely true. Right. And if, if there was one black-owned distribution company or two major black-owned distribution companies and they both were selling out, then, yeah, I would question that. I would question that. Absolutely. So we, we got to look different. And maybe because we're at a different successful level, you know, that's why I wanted to have this conversation. And we only got a few minutes left. This is supposed to be a 30-minute conversation, brother. We already 52 minutes in. You know what I mean? But it was a needed conversation. And we ain't even get through all the hate you got on your comments. You know what I mean? So... <laughs> I knew this was going to be a controversial topic I just felt like it was a conversation that nobody was having and I was willing to be the one to stick my neck out for it oh you did it you did it and and I can promise you they threw some stuff at you you know what I mean Uh, I think there's points to both sides I think there's there's points to both sides of of the equation here All right, I'm going to go about one or more to this because you got so many comments it requires a whole other show Uh, Michael Taylor says the bigger problem is how we collectively call each other sellouts if we choose to do things that aren't considered black we must learn that we must sometimes disappoint another in order to be true to ourselves and the most important thing we can do as black people is to not get caught in the black box. Trusting ourselves to create the life of our dreams has nothing to do with ethnicity. It's about following our own hearts and doing what lights us up. If I had a nickel for every time I was called a sellout for some of my life choices, I would be a wealthy man. 
your response to Mr. Michael Taylor? I mean, I'm in agreement to him that we can't keep labeling people sellouts just because they made a decision that we disagree with, especially when we don't understand the full picture. Um, I'll give you an example. Michael Jordan, he's he's never sold a company, to my knowledge, to a white-owned company. But Michael Jordan was heavily criticized for years because people made the assumption that he didn't do anything for the black community, that he never gave back to the black community. And people would call him a sellout for that. But what they didn't know is that Michael Jordan was doing a lot for the black community. He just wasn't publicizing it, which is, to me, if you genuinely care about somebody and your community, you don't need the attention for your contribution. And that's, it wasn't until recently that Michael Jordan started publicizing what he does. And now we all like him. Now we all think he's a hero again. But yeah, I mean, I just think that those words, you know, sell out and, and just uh, the ca- canceling each other. It's something that, that we need to think twice about uh, when we see a decision being made that we don't agree with. And I think Michael Taylor is speaking to that. And I agree with that. Mm, that makes a lot of sense, Dante. Yeah, we, we're getting down to the last five minutes, man. We're supposed to be 30 minutes. We did an hour, man. And honestly, Dante, I, I really think it was a needed conversation um, because I think oftentimes that um, it's so easy to be what I call um, comment assassins and text assassins and social mm-hmm. media assassins. People say what they want and then they bounce. You know what I mean? And you you know what I mean? And it's up to you whether you want to respond to a thing. So I think this was a good format here to go down this line and and get so. So all of those people, you know, um, if you did make a comment, this is a great show to listen to and hear your feedback directly uh, from the man himself who causes all of this controversy in the first place because he had nothing else to do. And he woke up drunk. That's basically what happened. That's how this happened, ladies and gentlemen. Dante Lee was like, I'm just going to do it today. You know what I mean? No, it's all good, though, I man. Yeah, it's all good. But, you know, in, in the long haul, I, I think it's a great conversation, Dante. And, I, and I, I think that we need more conversations where we can agree to disagree. You know what I mean? Because I heard your point of view. I respect your point of view. You heard my point of view. You respect my point of view. We heard some of the comments of these people and we respect their point of view. And nobody got shot. So that's the beauty right. of having a real grown people conversation. You know what I mean? And I, and I think it's interesting sometimes. I'm sorry? Like this, this, these type of conversation, we grow from this conversation, and these type of conversations inspire us to start thinking about things that we weren't thinking about before and come up with solutions to things that need to be resolved. Mm. And, I, and I think that's absolutely powerful, uh, Dante. Um, when we're doing these things and we're having this conversation, it's so easy for people to get off track. It's so easy for people to name call. I agree mm-hmm. with the part of the article that say why they have to be a sellout because you're right. They don't have to be called the sellout. Maybe some deeper understanding why people do things will give people a more a different perspective of what's you know, why people sell companies and why the black owned companies sell. But I think what was very powerful in this conversation, when I asked you how many white companies sold back to black people and the answer was zero. So I think there's something. That's one. We got one. Okay. But no, no, what what I'm saying, but what, what I think is there's something deeper and underlying in that. You understand what I'm saying? That, you know, why is that? Is is that a reason why that happens? Or it's just that, like I mean, you said, no. we're not looking to buy those other companies. Now it seems like we are waking up because, like, LeBron is bought into, you know, an investment company that then owns the Red Sox, which makes him part owner or minority owner of the Red Sox. So it seems like we're waking up that we got to go bigger and better and take some of this money because it's okay to have things. Don't get it twisted. I like nice things too, but I own a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? I own a lot of property. I own things that is making money. Some of it you know about and some of it you don't know about because you don't need to know everything. You know what I'm saying in general? Sometimes you just need to let a company yeah. run on its own merit. 
You know what I mean? Because sometimes right. you can put the word black in front of a company and automatically, you know, people who are non-black will say, well, I'm, I'm not interested because it's black and it ain't black. You, you follow what I'm trying to say? That's correct. So Absolutely. I think we need to focus a lot of times on more on just being a good company with good products and good service. And I think with that, we will push ourselves to be more powerful people. Your final thoughts, Dante? My final thoughts. First of all, thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate it. I think this was a very impactful conversation. I hope people listen to it, and I hope people uh, think about it and ponder on it. And, and yeah, you know, it would be nice that when a million, multi-million dollar, multi-billion dollar black company decides that it wants to be bought out, it would be nice for there to be more buyers out there. So, like, I'm, as you know, I uh, mean, you've been friends for a while. You know that I'm a big advocate for black uh, entrepreneurship. Absolutely. I'm always encouraging people, pushing people to launch businesses, start businesses, especially now. This is probably the best time ever to start a business because everybody wants to support you. And there's a lot of things being done right now to make it easier for you. Um, and we see a new administration now that's trying to make it easier for black entrepreneurs. But yeah, I mean, I think 20 years from now, hopefully we'll have more people. Hopefully this won't even be an issue because mm-hmm. Bob Johnson will be like, man, I want to sell BET. I'm, I'm, I want to retire. And then uh, Jay, the future Jay-Z will be like $3 billion, That's it. All right. I'll take it. You know what I'm saying? And then, and then the company will have transferred hands but not have transferred to another community. Absolutely. And I just think that in in the long haul of things and in the long run, we need to look past what we have been known for. Like, you you know, people often say, like, when they see me, they be like, oh, you know, he's a little flashy or whatever, you know. But you know what I've learned, Dante? I've learned that you got to let these young people see that you don't have to be an athlete. You don't have to be a rapper. You don't have to be an entertainer. You know, you don't have to be a drug dealer and you can be successful. Mm-hmm. You know, entrepreneurs yeah. can be successful, live the lifestyle you want to live. So but they got to see it, though. And a lot of times we want to hide it, you know, and it's nothing wrong. You know, I don't bl- it, here's what I believe, Dante. It's OK to have things as less as long as things don't have you. You know what I mean? Well said. You know well what I mean? Said. You can have all the things you want as long as they don't have you. And, you know, I give, you know, a lot, but I give in secret only because, you know, I've read in the Bible that says if you give in secret, you will be rewarded openly. You know what I mean? So I don't have to show I've given this and I've given it. I'm sorry. You're being genuine. It's not for show. It's not. It's not. Right. Right. I don't I don't need no media. I don't need nobody saying, oh, my goodness, that's so much of you. The people that I serve and I help, I think that that's the real purpose. And then when people look at my life, they say, well, how is he so blessed? But what they don't know, they don't know the long story. They don't know the underlying story. And like you said, you don't we none of us know why these people sold their companies. And I will agree with you. We shouldn't have to call them a sellout. What we should is do is try to understand why do we do it in so much abundance and how can we level the playing field out when our company do get to a certain success level. Let's see if five years, let's see if verses are still around killing the game like it is. But oftentimes we tend to even back away from things that was once black you know what I mean? A black own. And once it gets in the hands of somebody, we tend to walk away from it anyway. So let's see how long that lasts. Your final yeah, words. Your f- go ahead. I'm hoping for the best. I'm hoping for the best. Your final I'm words, Dante. I'm hoping for the best. I'm very optimistic. I know that there are black entrepreneurs out there, future black entrepreneurs out there who are going to be the next generation and are going to change all of this so that we don't even need to have conversations like this. Mm-hmm. So, can I, t- can I let everybody know where to follow me on Facebook? I was just about to tell you that, brother. That's where we're going. Let's go. Facebook.com slash Dante Lee. Follow me on Facebook. I share a lot of free business advice, a lot of free business tips. I talk a lot about the stock market. That's a whole you need to you need to bring me back on another time. Oh, we, we, we it's already done, brother. Let's just lock it in. It's nothing. 
You know what I mean? People don't realize how good the stock market is, but people also got to realize you're not going to get rich overnight when the stock market, you, it's a long game. You know what I mean? It's about knowing the companies that you're investing in, you know, but instead of buying $8,000 shoes, maybe you can put $8,000 in the company that makes the shoes. So therefore you'll make money every time that shoe is sold or whatever. That's how you do it. And when that company, you know, increases, they IPO it, uh, $50 and then, you know, the, the stocks are like $3,000. You've made some, some, some good money then on the same company that you would have bought the $8,000 shoes. And that would have been the end of it. So, and or a handbag or jacket. Oh man, that's a whole nother conversation. Dante, we already an hour, brother. We can't even begin to get there, but we're going to come back and we're going to make it happen, man. Because I just think, thank you, you bro, for having me on the show. Yeah. We, we I'm going to talk to you so, about something off the air and then, you know, we'll, we'll make it happen from then. All right, brother. Good. Appreciate uh, it, so uh, if they want to learn more about black PR and all the black companies, uh, all the black domain names, if you're wondering why there are none, Dante has bought them. OK, if it said black in front of he probably owns them. <laughs> <laughs> Check out. So my company, I named the company after myself, Dante That's That's the company. You go there, you can see all the properties that we produce. Blacknews.com, blackbusiness.com, blackhistory.com. Um, blackjobs.com if you're looking for a job if you're looking for a job we got we are working with employers that, that are committed to diversity and inclusion they're ready to hire right now go to blackjobs.com it is 100% free to use um, and then yeah follow me on Facebook I'm not on Instagram you guys I'm not a big Instagram fan but I am very active on Facebook find me on Facebook Dante Lee okay so you, you your, your, your weapon of choice is Facebook not Instagram right all right, no problem. And y'all remember that Dante Lee, Black PR, Black pretty much everything. He went down the list. And brother, I appreciate. And we we we're gonna do some things. All right. Um, you know we 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 can make you, this bro. we can make this change. And ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate you being here listening to the Benny Randall Show right here on Bashani Radio app, um, which is big and black owned. And that's one thing I want people to know. I like to be an example. You know what I mean? Where you can do the things you need to do. And all we got to do is take the time, you know, to build it, build it, and make it grow. I'm your host, Benny Randall Jr., a.k.a. The Motivator, a.k.a. Billionaire Benny. It's not a game. It's a lifestyle. You can learn more about me at BashaniRadio.com or BennyRandall.com. Until next time, I love you, and you can do a damn thing about it. Good night. coronavirus can't keep us apart because we love you so much from all of us at bashani radio app stay safe stay safe stay home stay home and keep us blasting on your phones bashani radio app always talking about everything download us free in the app store kaboom you heard <laughs>